Welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 156. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by the fully oxygenated Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike. I'm taking a deep breath. I'm filling my lungs with oxygen and air ready to get into a brand new series with you today. How are you doing? Mate, I'm pretty excited about a new show, a new series, uh, bringing it into a whole new territory for the Moonshots podcast. Where are we going today, Mark? Mike and listeners, as show 156, we're getting into Patrick McCowan's The Oxygen Advantage, which, Mike, is number one in our brand new series on health. This is a brand new direction for you and I and our listeners. And I'm very, very excited because I think we have such a roadmap of fascinating books, individuals, as well as topics for you and I and our listeners to learn out loud from. And today with Patrick McCowan's The Oxygen Advantage, I think we are kicking off in an absolutely perfect way, aren't we? I totally agree. You can't get more fundamental than oxygen, can you, Mark? I mean, if, if we just think about it for a second, I mean, we breathe a gazillion times in a day. So, you know, why not think about how to do it a little bit better? And isn't it shocking if you think about something that's so fundamental to our existence, how little we talk about, well, do we do we breathe right? Are we using oxygen right? Like, very interesting that we can be consumed with so many other topics, but is there anything more fundamental? I mean, this is more important than drinking and eating. I mean, this is take a breath and take a good breath, isn't it? I, I think that for you and I and our listeners and those that we work with, our colleagues, I would say that there must be a very, very, very small minority who have ever been sat down and taught how to breathe correctly. I think it's something that is very, very easy to get wrong. And obviously, you know, breathing, it's it's unconscious as well as conscious, of course. So you're always going to breathe correctly some of the time, aren't you? But I think what is funny for me as I reflect on, you know, being a kid, growing up, doing exercise, uh, collaborating with, with, with different people, it's never, ever been something that has been demonstrated or taught to me before how to breathe mm. correctly. And mm. it's fascinating, exactly as you just said, it is one of the essential pillars that keeps me alive, <laughs> you know, and it's pretty important I, stuff, pretty important, stuff, pretty important stuff. And it's something that I totally take for granted. And what's interesting yes. getting into Patrick's work is how important it is to so much of my my life, my career, my general happiness and health. It's, it's so essential for all of us to get right. Exactly. And that's why we chose uh, Patrick McCohen's book, The Oxygen Advantage, because we really do feel that as part of a health series, breath is the, the underlying, the fundamental starting point. We're also going to do sleep, diet, and the body. Uh, we've got some some of my absolute favorite authors, including Michael Pollan, author of In Defensive Food, which really changed my perspective towards food. So that's all to come in the series. But today we're delving into the oxygen advantage, which is based on 
something we always love in the Moonshots uh, podcast, four years of scientific research. So there's the rigor, there's the data behind all of this. And Patrick has studied this for many, many, many years. And it really brings us this revolutionary approach and we can all take from it today. So if you're interested in uh, improving your weight, um, improving your how you sleep, the energy you have during the day, right through to concentration, focus, or you just want to feel some peace and calm. It's all ahead of you today. So Mark, where do we kick off when we go to this universe of the oxygen advantage? I think it's only right for the author himself to kick us off, Mike, and get us started on today's show. So first up, we are going to hear from Patrick McCowan, introduce us to the idea of breathing consciously. Stress makes people sick. And on the basis that stress makes people sick, relaxation will help to make them better. How can we negate the effects of stress? How do we breathe when we get stressed? We breathe faster. We breathe shallow, we breathe irregular, and this is keeping the body in that state of fight or flight. So what are we doing? I'm saying to people, I need you to breathe through your nose. I need you to gently slow down your breathing. I need you to use your diaphragm, and I need you to adopt a cadence of the breath. Because when we're looking at the breathing, we need to consider that it's not just about diaphragmatic breathing. Or it's not just about breathing in through the nose yeah. and out through the mouth. Or it's not just about take a deep breath when you're stressed. The information, take a deep breath when you're stressed, is absolute nonsense. It is based on nothing and it helps nobody. Because if we have a belief that it's good to be taking in that huge big breath, are we really making any positive change in the body? And what I would say to people is start just gently slowing down your breath, even to the point of a slight air hunger, by just relaxing your breathing, breathing through the nose. And, you know, just even concentrate on that. Does it change your body temperature? Does it increase the amount of saliva in the mouth? Do you feel different? Yeah. I mean, there is so much to talk about with respect to how we breathe and those three elements or those three pillars of breathing. It's... I don't know. It's one of those things. Take a deep breath. As we've already discussed, we made a little yes. video for people on that. But the whole idea of taking a deep breath, you're not actually against it. You're just against the way most people interpret that and yes. what they do. Yes. So yes. we would demonstrate that if to most people who say, hey, take a deep breath, what do they do? <sighs> they sort of open the mouth, lift the chest up, you know, breathing from the yes. chest, yes. breathing through the mouth. Yep. And you're saying there is another way to take a deep breath, which well, is... Using your diaphragm through the nose, slow, slow and quiet. I'm saying to do the absolute opposite to how you breathe when you are stressed. Yeah. When we breathe, when we are stressed, we sigh more. We breathe faster. We breathe shallow. Instead of sighing, we want to achieve regular breathing. Instead of breathing faster, we want to slow down the breath. Instead of breathing using the chest, we want to breathe using the diaphragm. Such breakthrough thinking. And I, I, I really personally have experienced this in discovering that if you don't manage your breath, 
and you allow yourself to over-breathe, which is the chronic problem uh, that begins the inside of this whole book from Patrick McCohen, which is we chronically over-breathe too much, too fast. The big thing, Mark, is that when you breathe really deep and really fast, you're bringing more oxygen into the body, you're making the heart go quicker, so you're stressing yourself out. You're, you're literally inducing stress. And personally, what I've discovered doing breath work is if you take slow breath, if you hold the breath for a long time, you exhale for an even longer time, you actually slow your heart down, you slow your whole body rate down, and that's how you can get to a calmer clearer mind. And as simple as this sounds, I've discovered it in my 40s, Mark. Like what have I been doing all my life? I think this is one of the really interesting lessons and topics and areas that I think we're going to uncover throughout the whole of the health series. Some of these things are going to be simple, but not obvious. You know, you're quite right. It's all about slowing down your heart rate through slower breaths uh, and therefore feeling more relaxed. For me, it's never been something that I've really, the penny's never dropped for me either. So I've always gone through my life when I'm feeling stressed or maybe I've gone for a run, something strenuous. I'll take a series of deep breaths because I'm assuming that that's the right way of doing it. But you're totally right. What it's doing is flooding me with oxygen, which is, of course, great, but it's not Mm. doing anything to kind of slow my heart rate down and get me feeling a little bit more comfortable because instead what it's doing is rising that that maybe pressure as well as pulse Mm. in order to simulate and stimulate those those stress and anxiety factors more so than, than before. And I think this is really, really interesting. I think the breathing consciously idea makes Again, total sense, but it's never been something that I've actively, apart from going into, you know, a little bit of meditation or maybe yoga, it's Mm. never been something that has been on my daily habitual uh, list of things to do uh, like it it is yours. I know for you, Mm. the breath work is really something that you, you stick to it in your to-do list each day. Yes. And, and I think it's fascinating to now be introduced to it for my, for myself a little bit more here to understand that it's not just about um, slowing things down, but it has this real advantage on on actually slowing your heart rate down as well. Yeah, and and so when that happens, your brain is not being pumped with so much blood and running amok. Your mind can calm down and you can be more present, more calm. But there's a ton of other benefits that come from this practice, and we're going to discover Together, you, me, and all of our listeners, we're, we're going to go and discover not only how this is really fantastic for uh, being more present, being more relaxed, being able to think a bit clearer, but actually this is also a bridge to higher performance in your training and in your workout. And here's a really interesting thing, Mark. Some of the greatest athletes, when they are in very active performance, they breathe through their nose. They don't do their runs through their mouth. They're not breathing through their mouth. They do it through the nose. So they slow the body down a bit. They don't overload it with that heavy panting through the mouth breathing. 
that the greatest athletes actually do nose breathing when they're running marathons, for example. Isn't that, again, that seems like a step away from what I would have always done. You know, the habit that I have would be to go for a run and I assume that I'm taking more oxygen if I've got my mouth open. But that's clearly not the case, um, according to Patrick and all of the research that he's done. Yes. Because the breathing through the nose, like you say, it's allowing that oxygen probably to be absorbed maybe a little bit slower Mm -hmm. as well as Mm -hmm. slowing down the rate of breath inhalation as well. Mm -hmm. So it has a a far more body-wide benefit rather than just the breathing. Again, it's not something that I've ever been kind of exposed to or taught. (laughs) So I've always developed those bad habits of of panting. (laughs) So there is so much to get out of this. I hope everybody is really tuned in and ready to learn. But before we jump into the next part of the series, Mark, we've been really fortunate. We continue to have more of you, our listeners, signing up to be a member. Obviously, if you become a member of the Moonshots podcast, you get access to our fabulous Moonshots Master Series, of which we are building quite the collection. We publish one of those every single month uh, to all of our members. But Mark, let's give a shout out. Who are our members? Let's do a roll call and really show our gratitude for all our members. Well, Mike, it's lucky that today we're doing Patrick McCann's The Oxygen Advantage because I'm going to need a deep breath in order to do the full roll call here. (laughs) (laughs) Introducing, welcome, Rodrigo, Connor, Mahan and Yaniv, Helena and Mark, Byron, Tom, Dietmar, Ken, Marjolin, Sandy, Niall, Bridie and Terry, John, Niles and Bob, welcome to all of our members on the Patreon member site. Thank you so much for joining us every week and every month and being part of the Moonshots team. Yeah, and if you would like to become a member and show your support for the Moonshot podcast, uh, head over to moonshots.io, click on the big members button, um, become a member because you know what? you're helping us pay some of our bills. We've almost got enough members now to cover all of our transcription costs, um, our uh, hosting costs. We're almost there. We probably need to get to about 50 members, I think, to safely cover all of our costs. And after that, I think we're going to invest all that uh, membership contribution to building the the Moonshots app. So there's just so much uh, that you can do to contribute. And we hope to really share more of the good Moonshots vibes with you. So go on while you're listening right now, just go and open up moonshots.io, become a member. We just use Patreon. It's super easy. um, And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Tell us who you'd love us to do a show on. But for now, Mark, we're doing a show on Patrick McCohen and the Oxygen Advantage. Where do we go next? So I think we started to get introduced from Patrick into this idea of breathing consciously. And the next clip we've got is actually how to practice conscious breathing in moments of stress. And Mike, I mean, this is something that you and I and probably all of our listeners have had to deal with before. So I'm really interested and looking forward to getting into this. So the next clip we've got from Patrick and how to utilize conscious breathing to manage moments of stress. Now, it's not just about slow breathing. As you pointed out, we do breath holding as well. Now, why would we do breath holding? We want, 
you know, to stress the body a little bit because we can cause adaptations to happen there. Like modern life now, it's all about comfort. Yeah. But throughout our evolution, we were always exposed to little stressors. And I think it's good. You know, physical exercise is a stress. Um, going into a cold environment is a stress. We can improve our ability to cope by doing stressors. And breath tolling is a stressor. To give you an example, if I get a, give a presentation and I talk quite a lot and I, you know, I'm giving presentations to different groups of people. And I used to get a little bit anxious of it because, of course, you, you're going out yeah. and I don't like using PowerPoint. So I'll often talk off the cuff and you can be talking for an hour and you've no backup. Um, and the reason that I don't like PowerPoints is because people get hypnotized by this white light and they're not looking at me at all. I want to connect directly with the audience in front of me. So what would I do? Before the event, I would go into a separate room and I would really slow down my breathing and take my attention out of the mind onto the breath and bring a quietness to the mind and bring myself into the zone. But then I'm too relaxed. I have, I have focus, but I'm too relaxed. Then I do five strong breath holds because this increases blood flow to the brain. It opens up my nose. It opens up my lungs. It puts me into that state of pre preparedness. And, and then you, I go out. And how do you do those breath holds? So I simply, I will be in the room. I know I'm about to talk and say five or 10 minutes. I'll take a breath in through my nose, a breath out through my nose. I pinch my nose and I simply walk around holding my breath until I feel a medium to strong air hunger. Then I let go. I breathe through my nose. I calm my breathing. I wait a minute. I do it again. I'll do about five of them. And um, we also have athletes do it pre-competition. Yeah. And it's really good for alertness because you want to be going, if you're making a presentation, you don't, you want to be relaxed and focused, but you don't want to be too relaxed. I want to have absolute stillness of the mind whereby I can focus 100% of my attention on the delivery. And I want, I want my attention to move simultaneously with time. I spent 20 years living in my head, stuck in my head and with all of my attention, pretty much thinking all the time. And, you know, this is another topic for conversation because Western education, it has gave us a great ability to think we can decipher, we can break information into tiny pieces. We can reason. We have been trained how to think, but we have not been trained how to stop thinking. Yeah. We need also to be able to bring a solitude to the mind. How can you create gaps between thoughts? And it's not that we want to turn the individual into vegetable, but we want to have choice. We don't even hardly pay attention to what we're thinking about. We're talking about lack of awareness of the breath. How about lack of awareness of the mind? I cannot agree <laughs> more with what Patrick McCohen is saying there. I, I think I am personally victim of monkey mind, the, the mind running wild and thinking about a million and one different things. And the true blessing for which I'm so grateful is discovering that I, I had, you know, a couple of years ago, I really was like, I have to get in control of my breath because I can always, I always noticed, Mark, that when I was really, really busy or experiencing stress, I just noticed how shallow my breath was and how rapid it was. And so if you're a listener and you're 
experiencing that kind of feeling of very rapid shallow breath during work because you're busy, you're stressed, or maybe you have some sort of anxiety based on the situation you're in. The, the most empowering thought that I can communicate to you right now is that you can totally get back in control of your breath, slow it down, take active breathing exercises into your practice and slow, steady uh, breath from deep in your belly, not in the top of your chest. And you can just slow down. It's because you've de- the brain is descending, not only your mind, but your whole body racing. And then that's, you know, that's very triggering of fight or flight um, kind of conditions for, for us as individuals. And he makes the point there, McCohen really makes the point, like we're, we're blessed in that we can think, but then we just overthink. And just like music, it's the space between the notes that makes music so beautiful. It's the space between your thoughts that makes your thinking so powerful. I, I couldn't agree more with what you were just building on and what Patrick was saying. I, th- I thought there were a couple of pieces that really stood out to me in that clip that I want to revisit. One was we've never been trained to stop thinking. And I think right. that's exactly what you were just saying, Mike, which is we all have this tendency perhaps to get distracted or maybe consumed by whatever it is that we're doing right now. So your natural body almost has to play second priority. And what happens is the body then does, I'm very similar as well with shallow breaths. Sometimes, in fact, I'll do it when I'm hunched over my computer or my desk. So my body doesn't have enough space, I think, almost to bring in those deep breaths. And because I'm breathing unconsciously, it ends Mm. up being very, very shallow. So what Mm. I'll realize after time is I'll think, oh, wow, I'm feeling a little bit on edge here. And sometimes it'll mean, okay, I'll go for a walk. I'll walk around the office or I'll just stand up for a little bit. I know a lot of people Mm. have standing desks. I imagine actually that that's a great um, alternative to sitting down because it does allow your body to to be a little bit more stretched. But yeah, your your posture, right? It allows your posture to open up and, you know, um, you'll remember that, um, one of the, the lessons that we had with, with Jordan Peterson was he's stand tall. What was his one? Stand tall yeah. with your shoulders or your chest shoulders out. Back, chest out. Yep. Yeah. And I, th- so I think what we're both tapping into is that if you're a modern knowledge worker, you can find yourself kind of crunched over your computer for hours at a time and lost in your mind. You've forgotten to, to get up and walk around every half an hour. You know, you might be, you know, one of the things I notice is just trying to get my workload done um, to meet deadlines and to not hold processes up. So to make sure that I'm delivering and that can be enormously, uh, uh, stressful because you're just like trying to produce at such a phenomenal kind of Mm. rate, like get the work out, get things moving and, um, you know, taking time to get your breath right. You can still be very productive, but it's like go slow to go fast, which is, um, 
which is a really interesting thought, isn't it? If you think about, about this and, and look so far already, Mark, I just want to point out how much we're just like, look at how we're making the case for breath. Like, come on, everyone breathe consciously, be aware, slow it down. You know, it's such an important thing as you get into it yet. Hopefully we are disrupting and shaking all of you out of your comas, out of your zombie state and unlocking some conscious breathing. Yeah, that's exactly it, Mike. It's the, it's the conscious breathing and something that I I do just want to revisit again in that last clip we just heard was the idea of uh, air hunger. And this is a big topic within Patrick's work. And for those listeners who want to find out more, or listen to some of the other clips that we've got coming up in the show as well, as well as when you visit moonshots.io, we're going to have lots of different clips for you to go and check out and understand more about. But air hunger, as Patrick was just introducing us to within that last clip, Mike, is a way of building resilience because that stress in any part of your life causes evolution, adaptation, and a little bit of resilience, doesn't it? It certainly does. I mean, Wim Hof talks about breath in a cold shower because we we live such comfortable lives. We actually need to stress the body to provoke uh, our um, physiology to, to, to grow. It's no different from working out and, and being a bit sore after you need to actually do these things to stimulate the body. And if you look at, um, you know, uh, any of those sort of centenarians, one of the key things that they do is they're constantly doing things that stimulate body growth. They put themselves in challenging uh, uh, situations. You look at the, the famous um, Japanese uh, uh, communities that all live way past 100. They're still doing their karate. They're doing all sorts of things like this um, to grow the body. And that's where that... Um, breathing a little, uh, what does he call it, Mark? What was the the term that you mentioned? Uh, the air hunger. Yes. This yeah. slight air hunger. It's really interesting because what I noticed when doing breath work is just actually, um, how nice it is to breathe out fully and just empty the lungs, slowly bring it in and then hold it. Even just holding the breath before you exhale. Um, all of this is is actually deeply satisfying, and I would never have uh, imagined such calmness and such such satisfaction from doing something like just some breath work. It is really just so powerful. Mark, I'll tell you what else is pretty powerful. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's very very powerful, and it's available in Apple, iTunes podcast application. And do you have any idea what I might be talking about? I've, I've heard of it and I believe it might just be the Moonshots Master Series. Is that right? You are correct. So listen, if you love Patreon, you know, you should jump over there and become a member and you get access to our Moonshot Master Series. But we acknowledge that for a lot of people, they love to listen to their podcasts in their app of choice. Um, and I am delighted to share with everybody that you can now go into the Apple podcast app. You can look up the moonshots master series and you can get a free trial for our master series. Now it doesn't quite have all the bells and whistles of Patreon, but 
if you do love to get your podcasts through that app and you're listening right now in that app, just actually try it. Type it out, Moonshots Master Series. You can do a free trial and you can have a listen to all of our Master Series, which is an ever-expanding catalog, isn't it, Mark? I mean, we're having a lot of fun putting those Master Series together. We are creating some pretty comprehensive deep dives into a number of different themes and topics, as well as somewhat mindsets, Mike. I mean, the most recent one that we did, episode five, was on the circle of influence. And that was really, I think, again, an extension of where we've sort of gone with breathing, you know, focus, how we can be Mm -hmm. confident, how can we control the things that are in our inner circle as opposed to our outer circle. So if you're interested, listeners, in understanding a little bit more about Mr. Stephen Covey and all the work around the circle of influence, become and come join us in Apple Podcast and be a subscriber and you can check out that uh, episode number five. But Mike, I mean, we've gone deep into a number of other topics. We also covered habits. Mm-hmm. We've covered teamwork. teamwork. Yeah, we've covered motivations, first we, principles, and first principles. I mean, we we're starting to amass quite a quite a library of breakdowns, actually. Um, indeed, indeed. So just head over to the Apple Podcast app, give it a go. You can do, take a free trial. Um, why not? And you can get into the master series. All right. Now back to regular programming. Now it's time for us to kind of go on a bit of a blitz and uh, really get into some of the practical tips from Patrick McCohen's book, The Oxygen Advantage. And look, we're going to go to one of our classic YouTubers, Brian from Optimize. We love his work and he's going to kick things off and he's going to talk about not breathing too much. Let's talk about breathing. And the fact that we can live for weeks without food, we can live for days without water, but we can live for only minutes without oxygen. Yet, we don't think a lot about breathing vis-a-vis eating and obviously drinking water and moving our bodies and other fundamentals. So for me, as I got into breathing, I realized, okay, we've got to eat, move, sleep, right? Then we've got our focusing of our mind. We need to add breathing. And in fact, that perhaps should be the first and most essential thing, breathing. We take it for granted, but we don't breathe the way we used to, both when we were born and 100,000 plus years ago, uh, due to a lot of different factors. So here's the number one obstacle, according to Patrick. He says that we, in short, breathe too much. Chronic over-breathing. Here's a hint to see if you potentially chronically over-breathe. Do you breathe through your nose Or do you breathe through your mouth primarily? What do you think? Can you tell? If you snore at night, you're breathing through your mouth. You may know pretty obviously, but that's the basic thing that we want to think about is the fact that we are chronically over-breathing. Patrick tells us that we think about both the quality and the quantity of what we eat uh, and what we drink, but we don't think about it with what we breathe. We think about the quality of the air we breathe, of course, Right. We don't want to uh, breathe in toxic, polluted, smog infested air. Right. Or other toxins that might exist in an indoor environment. But we're not thinking about the quantity of oxygen we breathe, the quantity of air that we breathe. Right. And he says we should be thinking about that because just as overeating, eating too much food, we all know isn't a wise thing to do. Breathing too much air is not a wise thing to do. I love this connection, Mike. 
And as usual, Brian from Optimize, not only is he breaking it down for us in a really nice, simple way, but actually he, he's reinforcing the series that we've, we're starting today, Mike, <laughs> you know, thinking about body and sleep and food, but starting with breath. I mean, mm. Brian would be very pleased with the, with the order of our shows, which is, which I think- is great. I think we'll get a vote from from him. Um, what struck you about that clip, though, as he, as he kind of broke it down? The connection that, for mm. me at least, was not something I'd ever considered. The connection between I might eat too much and become unhealthy, I might drink too much, I might become unhealthy. If I breathe too much, it's also not good for me. This connection between oxygen, this connection between breath, and being overstimulated and over um, exposed to it is never something that I would have anticipated being a bad thing. I would have always assumed breathing, of course, I'll breathe as much as I possibly can. But what Patrick's really saying and what Brian's breaking down for us in that clip is when you are over breathing, it's almost as bad as overeating because you're, you're exposing yourself too much to that as a stimulus in your body. And that's a totally brand new idea for me. Yeah, and it's um, it's it's this really disciplined, almost stoic way of living. Because you might say, um, it's not just over breathing, over eating, but it's overdoing everything, trying to have too many possessions, like being so obsessed, um, like on this big kind of treadmill of acquiring more, 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 and not just taking a step back and saying, I have enough. I can breathe, I can eat, I'm good. Let's just pause right there. I mean, I think this is really important thinking. Just slow down on your consumption of some of those basic things. And this is why we see a boom in things like intermittent fasting. I think there's a real connection here that people are becoming aware that actually it's been it's become so easy to eat, sleep and drink and breathe and all of that sort of stuff. We're like we're way over revved. Uh, we're way pumped up. And it's all about just taking a step back. And, you know, what's really interesting about this breath thing, Mark, is that it's not only something you can do during the day, but, Mark, it's something you can do at night as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Patrick's work really, as he called out in one of the earlier clips as well, if you snore, it's going to be a result of you breathing out of your mouth. And this next clip, Mike, this comes from a lot of the teaching that, that Patrick's done with his team and the oxygen advantage. It's pretty out there. I'm going to be interested to know whether you've given this a go, Mike. <laughs> so without further ado, let's hear from Brian from Optimize again, introducing you and I, the listeners, to how uh, Patrick suggests we can hack our breathing while we sleep. So Patrick makes the point that we want to breathe through our nose while we're sleeping. As I said in the little uh, first idea kind of introduction, if you're snoring at night, that's one of the greatest and quickest ways to know that you are almost certainly breathing through your mouth. The way to handle that may sound super weird. Um, I thought it was anyway when I first read it, but I'm all in. You guys pay me to test these things and be a professional optimizer. So I uh, immediately went online and I bought what Patrick recommends, which is a 3M surgical tape, right? I think there's a few different sizes. He may even recommend a smaller one. I don't know how thick this one is, maybe an inch, inch and a half. But basically you take this tape and you put it over your mouth. I will do so now to show how ridiculously absurd it looks. I do this every night. So you put it over your mouth 
nice and tight. That might freak out some people. I didn't really have a problem putting this on uh, when I'm all into something I'm all in. Caveats, don't do this. Your kids need to be older than, I think, six years old. Don't do this if you're drinking. If you have significant respiratory issues, obviously, think about it. Uh, But this is something, a practice that I've done that's been amazing. Alexander does it, um, and we have fun with it. So putting tape over your mouth is basically, Patrick says, the only way to know whether or not you're actually breathing through and and to get yourself to consistently breathe through your nose. He still does that. I'm almost certain he said, shared that with me in our last chat. He still does this every night. I do this every night since I read the book. And um, it's tough to track the things that I do and which has the biggest impact on my well-being. But I am absolutely certain that training myself to breathe through my nose has resulted in a deeper level of calm, uh, a deeper level of comfort and confidence. Um, and it makes sense. As we discussed, uh, we just didn't evolve to breathe through our mouth. And that level of, of kind of chronic overbreathing is is un- consciously eliciting that fight or flight um, response. You know, the interesting thing here, Mark, is that he, uh, he talks about how overbreathing triggers that fight or flight. So this is really good. If you feel any sort of stress or anxiety at work, just employ slowing down your breath. You can uh, take up a number of practices um, that are within the oxygen uh, advantage program. So you can get the book, you can go to the website. We're going to have a complete set of links to all the materials around oxygen advantage on moonshots.io. So you can just head over there. We'll have the whole package there for you. Um, look, Mark, I think this is crazy. I think my wife is very excited about the idea. I think we may, I may have seen an Amazon transaction for this very tape uh, th- that Brian was mentioning. I think the the interesting thing here is that there is a ton of work being done now on how you sleep, how it relates to how you feel during the day. So anything you can do with your breath to improve your sleep, for me, I'm all up for it because I think this is really at the heart of you know, how we are encouraging everybody to, to sort of learn out loud um, whatever it takes to be the best version of yourself. And frankly, if it means taping up your mouth while you sleep, well, then why not, right? Well, I, I think this is, I mean, firstly, my good luck. And uh, speaking on behalf of the listeners, I know we're all excited to hear how this experiment <laughs> goes. So, <laughs> um, I think what's interesting to what you're just saying is a familiar topic that we've run into a lot, uh, particularly recently on, on Moonshot Show, as well as the Master Series, and it, that's the idea of ownership. Hmm. So like you say, we're more aware nowadays of the impacts of stress, the impacts on our sleep, uh, the importance of having a good diet. And I'm almost doing the sales uh, chat right now for the health series, which obviously we'll dig into over the next few weeks with our listeners. Mm. But I think what's really interesting for me as we remind ourselves of, of Patrick's work and what he's really fundamentally saying here, it's all about taking ownership of not only how we breathe, but also how much we breathe, when we mm. breathe, and mm. almost putting into our, our daily habits exactly as you already do. You make time for the journaling. You make time for exercise. You make time to see your family or maybe your pets. But having time to yourself to also practice breathing is not something that's currently in my agenda each day. Mm. 
I, I think what's what's fascinating is, as we've learned from Patrick as well as Brian, is how important it is at setting your mindset, setting your physical practice. Yeah, yeah. there's elements of VO2 max that you can improve, of course, uh, from an athletic perspective. And I think historically, at least for me, reading up about how to breathe better is predominantly orientated around just improving athletic performance. But I think what we're discovering today is that it has an impact on so many other more normal aspects of life that for me, at least I would have taken for granted and not really ever made that connection. Right. Well, so just to remind you using, you know, programs like the reading books, like the oxygen advantage and using the practice in there, there's a particular name for this practice, right? It's, um, let me, let me try and it's called the Butieko method. That that's that correct. is promoted by Patrick McCohen in the Oxygen Advantage, and that's kind of he's like a grandmaster in this, and he was he was taught by Constantine uh, Bujeko himself in this method. That that's exactly right. A very scientific. It's revolutionizing how you breathe, but from like a historical perspective. And I like the connection, Mike, that you had earlier to uh, the Okinawa ladies in Japan. Yeah. And there's yeah. a great website, The Blue Zone, um, which breaks it down there. And I believe that this is just, again, additional proof that there's so much science and history behind it that we've kind of all forgotten about. So you need to be introduced to it via somebody like Patrick. And yes. suddenly you and I, as well as our listeners, can now go and dig further into this method, which I think is just so fascinating to start to pick up. Yeah. And look, if you want to kickstart yourself and, and look, if, if, you, if you say to yourself, I want to improve my concentration, my sleep, my energy levels, maybe manage your weight better, the best thing you can do is uh, go to our show notes at moonshots.io. We can have a link to the fundamental test that is the basis of the work from Patrick McGowan. It's called the BOLT test, and it stands for Body Oxygen Level Test. And this is very handy because it's sort of an accurate way of determining your breathing volume, and it's a very good, very good starting point uh, for you to improve how you breathe. It's, it's really good just to have a measurable uh, number to know that you are improving. And, you know, there's some other goodies that you found as well, Mark, that he offers on, on his, uh, on his website. That's right. There's also a, an hour long 60 minute workout that you can follow, which is all orientated around the, um, air hunger and breathing mm -hmm. light approach. And I, for one, I'm, I'm going to give this a test, Mike. I'm going to see if I can stick to this over the next week. And by the time we have our next episode on health, maybe this is what I'll do each week. I'll pick up a new, new habit, but there's a great breakdown. And again, we'll have the link in our show notes on moonshots.io that will help you understand um, how to maybe be a little bit breathless. Or for me, at least Mike, he's also going to help me improve my fitness during injury. So when you can't go for a run, you're able to maintain a level of um, ability with your, with your breathing. So I'm, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. It's just incredible, isn't it? Like there's this whole world to breath that you just didn't know about. Um, and that you just haven't worked on. And you kind of like, I'm like kicking myself. Like, why didn't I get into, to breath work and breath exercises earlier? I mean, Hey, 
it only took me 40 odd years, but I got there. <laughs> I got there. Um, but, you know, look, I think it would only be fitting to kind of wrap things up to go back to the author of him, uh, himself, don't you think, Matt? That's right. We've got one final clip today in our show on Patrick McCown and the Oxygen Advantage. And this is Patrick again introducing us to the cadence of good breathing. By gently slowing down your breath, and a lot of the research is centering around six breaths per minute. So when I'm working with a client, the first time we, what we'll do is we work in the biochemistry of breathing. So we generate air hunger. Then I will spend so much time working on the biomechanics of breathing. Then I will work on the cadence of the breath. And I have the client simply breathe in two, three, four, and out three, four, five, six. And I continue with that. And we are changing the respiratory rate from their normal spontaneous breathing down to six breaths per minute. Why? Because the research shows that you can influence the autonomic nervous system. Bodily systems which have been disturbed by stress, especially long-term stress. And the research is looking at post-traumatic stress disorder, um, irritable bowel syndrome, anxiety, and also depression has been featured. That when you slow down the respiratory rate to six breaths per minute, it's stimulating the vagus nerve. It's increasing heart rate variability. It's increasing the synchronicity between your respiration and the timing of your heartbeat. And it's also exercising or increasing the sensitivity of baroreceptors. Now, I'll just talk about those for just one moment. Yeah, sure. Our body has an innate capability and a need to be able to respond well to the environment. We need to have a balance between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. If a challenge comes our way, we should be able to adapt to it. Life is always going to throw us a curved ball. How does our body react to it? This is about resilience. And people with really good functioning of the autonomic nervous system, they can cope better with what life is throwing at them. Now, in terms of can you improve that? If you read a paper or an article by Mark Russo, it's called Slow Breathing you will see that they have done quite a lot of research looking at the, the application of slow breathing to general health. When you slow down the breath to six breaths per minute, you stimulate baroreceptors, which are pressure receptors in the major blood vessels, in the aorta and in the carotid arteries, and they become more sensitive. So when there's an increase of your blood pressure, the baroreceptors send an immediate message to cause your blood vessels to dilate and your heart rate to slow down so that it brings down your blood pressure. But conversely, if your blood pressure is low, the baroreceptors immediately react that by causing your blood vessels to constrict and your heart rate to increase to normalize your blood pressure. But the sensitivity of your baroreceptors are a very good marker of your resilience in life. Good stuff. Mark Pearson Freeland, good cadence for breath. And it's just, I think what strikes me is how natural and obvious and how common sense what Patrick has to say really is. And then in the second um, thought is like how little I've thought about it in my life. It, so exactly. I, I don't know. It's good and bad all at the same time, isn't it? it it's. It, I think you've summed it up really well there. 
it all makes so much sense. But for me, it's so unobvious. You know, I think the physiological and psychological benefits of breathing correctly, consciously, slowly makes so much sense. But I think for me, I've collected so many bad habits, whether it's being hunched over the desk or Mm. whether it's just naturally breathing very shallow when I'm focused on something, Mm. which then leads to um, uh, an overstimulation that then recreates a feeling of the fight or flight um, moments in your life. Mm. It's, it's not something, breathing is never something I've, I've explicitly spent a lot of time in, but what I'm learning from Patrick's work is it actually is a great way of um, creating a, a daily habit. It's a great way of not only calming yourself down, but also being able to create that resilience that he was just talking about in our, in our closing clip. Hmm. You know, I love this, this concept of building the resilience that then, whether it's athletic performance or maybe it's just dealing with stressful situations at work better. Right. There's so much benefit from truly taking ownership and unlocking a better breathing pattern and platform in your own life that transcends pretty much every touch point in your life. I think that's really what Patrick's saying to us. Breathing is so yes. important. It impacts everything you do. And, I, you know, I really thought of Wim Hof. This is like Wim Hof's brother. <laughs> exactly. Wim Hof has got this raspy Dutch accent. Patrick's got this beautiful Irish <laughs> lilt. But but nevertheless, I'm sure they're related somehow. The, the point here for me is that uh, when he looks at the science and the, the response of the nervous system, um, you know, there's some, there's some real science that's worth investigating there. And look, if that doesn't work for you, just try this uh, approach to breath work, slowing down the breath, and it just feels good because you're calming down your heart rate, you're calming down your blood pressure, and you're just being more calm, more still, more peaceful, more present, which is an advantage on the field, in the office, at home. It is just so damn good. And one interesting thing, Mark, is like my natural companion to breath work is journaling. Like I feel like if there were just two things I could recommend to you and all of our listeners, do some breath work in the morning, do some journaling in the morning, and you will have a good day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally do. And I'm going to definitely add this into my, you know, daily habit of, of what I what I function and what I do, because I'm just Mm. totally convinced (laughs) there's so much science and data that I can't, I can't push back on this, this idea. And like you say, we got introduced to it, uh, probably a little bit via Wim Hof. Um, and I think Patrick's again, making the case that if you start with your breathing, then that can lead to a healthier and maybe happier mindset and life. So start me up today. (laughs) Good on you. I'll be taped up um, in bed. You'll be doing your your one hour course. Let's see how we how we go through this health series, Mark. It's it's just great doing uh, a health series. How have you found like kicking it off with this sort of? It's a little bit of a, a sleeper topic, breath work, but um, I think it's it's really um, struck a chord with both of us, hasn't it? 
Yeah, it really, really has possibly more than I anticipated, actually. Mm. I knew that we, we wanted to start with, with breathing before we get into the next few episodes that we've got in our health series. But I didn't appreciate uh, before getting into Patrick's work, just how important breath was going to be to our approach to sleep, to eating right, to having a good, flexible, um, strong body, having a good mindset, some uh, a way to deal with stress, a way to be focused, to be patient, all starts with that simple act that we kind of do instinctively from birth, but we never necessarily take the time to learn to do it properly. And that's breathing. And for me, this has been a big penny drop moment where suddenly I'm, my eyes are kind of open <laughs> and now I can see that it is going to be such an important thing to actively maintain and practice and do correctly because of how influential it is and in everything else that I do. So yeah, to be honest, Mike, uh, although it's going to sound a little bit superlative and um, maybe a bit, bit too chatty, I think this has been one of the uh, most practical tips that I've found that I can start to put into my, my daily practice. And I think it will have a big effect on me. Yeah. And, and surprising as well, isn't it? I think that's the, it's kind of, Ooh, okay. Didn't think about this. That's right. Surprising. And, and although again, perhaps similar to Wim Hof, it kind of sounds simple, but it's so not obvious. <laughs> it's mm. unobvious until you really have that, that eyes opening effect. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mark, I want to say thank you to you. And I want to say thank you to you, our listeners and our members. Today has been the start of a wonderful new series on health. And we kicked it off with the most fundamental, the essential oxygen advantage by Patrick McCohen. And in the introduction, he called us to arms. He asked us to breathe consciously. And in moments of stress or to get focused, he said, hold your breath. Because we're in a war against chronic overbreathing. His simple rule is don't breathe too much. And you can do it both day and night. You can even hack your breathing while you sleep, tape up the mouth. You'll not only stop snoring, you'll sleep better and have more energy in the new day, in the new morning. And in the end of the day, whether it's evening or night, this comes down to creating a cadence of good breath, of building resilience, giving you the capacity not only to fight stress, but to become healthier in all respects. And that truly serves our mission here on the Moonshots podcast, where we learn out loud together on how we can be the very best version of ourselves. Well, that's it for the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.